Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what is Mike Time? Mike Time is a set of short stories that have happened throughout my lifetime, experiences of mine throughout my lifetime, that have taught me lessons that I hope will be of value to you. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, deliver advice that sharpens your focus, as well as providing expert information regarding real estate, finance, and market conditions. Okay, so now what we're going to do, if it's okay, is we're going to go into the actual podcast. And in the podcast, we we everybody has a story, right? And I, as you know, I've had radio shows since 2011 in San Diego County. And one of the things that I loved the most about those shows was I got an opportunity to meet people I'd never met before, and I got to hear their story. I know from talking with you, the times that we have talked, I know that you have a, a unique story and I know it's a story that will actually inspire and motivate people. And that's what we're all about. Okay. So we're going to start the actual podcast interview here in just a second, if that's all right. Okay. Yep. All right, buddy. So, so Mike Kappelman, thank you so much for joining us for the Mike Litton experience. I appreciate you being here. As we talked about, everybody has a story and we and we our passion is to help them tell it i know that you've got a story that's going to inspire and motivate people when they hear it because they'll connect with different things about your life right your your time in the marine corps the, the air national all of that right so let's start with the very beginning where were you born mike jacksonville florida so jacksonville florida um so were you raised in jacksonville my whole life up until i went to college okay so what was your favorite thing about growing up in Jacksonville? Wow. Um, I guess I liked being in close proximity to the beach. Okay. What yeah, was it about the beach? You, just, you enjoyed spending time at the beach? I sure did. Okay. All right. So did you enjoy, did you enjoy swimming in the ocean, that kind of thing? Yes, I did. All right. Cool. So, so growing up in Jacksonville, Jacksonville was a much smaller town back then, right? Than it is today. They didn't have a, did they have a, a professional team back then? Professional football team? They got a professional football team, an NFL football team. Right. About the time I was leaving high school and I believe yeah. they put their first season during my first year of college in 1995. Yeah. So Jacksonville Jaguars just got started, right? So, so you went to high school, went to, went to elementary school, middle school, high school in Jacksonville. Um, you enjoyed going to the beach. It sounds like you enjoyed being in the ocean. So in, when you, when you decide, when you left high school, you decided to go to college. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I went what to the university of Florida to go to college. Yeah. I suppose, uh, it was just what was expected of me to. Okay. So that's what I your parents were looking for. I, I never really considered anything else other than uh, college or the military, so I just did both. I went okay. to University of Florida on an ROTC scholarship. So you're a Gator. I'm a Gator. I love it, buddy. That's awesome. 
So what was it like going to school in Gainesville? I've been to Gainesville and it's an exciting town. I loved it. Best four years of my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. So were you a football fan back then? Yes. And we had a football team that was a lot easier to cheer for back yeah. then. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding, man. They were in the they were in the hunt all the time, weren't they, when you were in school? Uh, correct. They won their first football national championship during my second year at university. That's awesome, buddy. I'll bet that I'll bet the swamp was a really cool place to be all those four years. It was. So what did you what did you major in in high in college? Political science, which is another way of saying I majored in getting a degree. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I I love it, man. So you so you got your political science degree. Had you signed up for the military before going into college? Correct. They paid for college. Okay, perfect. So you didn't have any debt coming out of college. That's awesome. Oh, That's no. Uh, you know. I still borrowed a lot of money because oh, they I, let you borrow money. I got you. Well, that's cool, man. So you come out of college and you then go, where do you go then? You go to the Marine Corps. Yes, I went to the Marine Corps. Uh, my first six months was at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia. Okay. It's essentially six months of infantry officer school, um, gotcha. for, for, for lack of a better description of it. All Marine Corps officers do that before going on to do the job they're going to do in the Marine Corps. Gotcha. Uh, so okay. I ended up becoming a pilot. So I left uh, there in late 1999, spent about two years in the Pensacola area of Florida, learning to become a pilot. I became a helicopter pilot. Gotcha. So what helicopter were you flying? Um, when I left uh, Pensacola, I went out to the West Coast, Camp Pendleton, and was trained on the UH-1 November, colloquially known as the Huey. And okay. uh, I flew that for about 15 years. Yeah. And you were actually... I think when I worked with you, weren't you running the 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 group out there, the squadron? No, not at all. The highest uh, position I held in the training squadron was oh. uh, was the d director of safety and standardization. I think when we met. Got it. Uh, got it. Okay, that's what I remember. Okay, so you but you were you were in charge of something. I remember when when we were work when we met the department head. Yeah, and then not we long after not long after we worked together, you left. Right, you went to. Was it the Army National Guard? No, I went, okay, so uh, if we're talking, gosh, what year would that have been? Around 2013, I think, is when you helped sell our, our, our townhouse. I was just coming back from, I was in the Marine Corps, but I went to Army Command and General Staff College at, at Fort Leavenworth. Right. And then did uh, a couple years in, a, in an operational squadron. I was in a training squadron before that, helping train people. That's and what I remember, I, yeah. I, I was an operations officer and an executive officer. During that period, I did two tours over in Afghanistan uh, doing information operations, which has nothing to do with being a pilot. And, uh, <laughs> not long after that was when I uh, made the transition over to full-time Army National Guard. That would have been in 2017. Gotcha. So what made you, what made you decide to, to join the Army National Guard? Uh, it was a couple of things. I mean, the, the final thing was I was looking at getting overseas orders to, to Okinawa, and my family wouldn't have been able to go with me because of my wife's job. She was a news anchor in San Diego mm -hmm. at the time. But also, uh, truthfully, there were better career opportunities for me in, in the Army National Guard. Mm -hmm. I might have made lieutenant colonel in, in the Marine Corps. It didn't look likely, but I might have done it. I certainly was never going to get the equivalent of battalion command, would never have gotten war college and that's fine uh but uh 
in the Army National Guard, I've gotten the opportunity to do those things. I probably would have had to retire at 20 years, no matter what, in the, in the Marine Corps. I'm right. at 24 years now. So I've had a real opportunity to extend my service, which is yeah. what I really wanted. So you so you, you flew helicopters out of Los, Alameda, Los Alamitos, right? For the Army National Guard, yes. I transitioned. Okay. Uh, my first tour with the Army National Guard, I deployed almost right away. I, uh, so I was not a helicopter pilot for that. I functioned as a brigade executive officer over in Kosovo. And then I came back, went to school to learn how to fly the Black Hawk. And I was the full-time facility commander at Los Alamitos. Gotcha. Okay. So what was the difference learning the Huey versus the Black Hawk? Oh, the Black Hawk is, is, a, is a far more sophisticated helicopter, in my opinion. It's much better made. I don't want to get anybody... Bell helicopter in trouble here, but uh, no. I just think uh, my, based on my experience with the, the, those two airframes, I flew two different types of Bell helicopter. I flew right. the UH-1 November, about 10 years of that, about five years with the UH-1 Yankee. Flying the Blackhawk, I was like, wow, I can't believe these features have been around a lot longer than even the new version of the Huey was. Gotcha. Uh, it's an amazing helicopter. Yeah, so a, full disclosure, a friend of mine actually learned how to fly a Blackhawk um, privately, it's a it was a privately owned Blackhawk. Um, went to Montana and took a went to school for a couple of weeks to to learn how to do that. He actually owns a flight school here in Carlsbad, um, and he was telling us about he just come back when we when we got a chance to hang out with him. Um, he's a good buddy of mine, and he was telling us about how amazing the because he had a Bell helicopter. It was the one that. I don't remember the, the the exact model, but it was the civilian one that looks like an egg kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the one that that they flew in. Um, um, oh, in um, the Hawaii, <laughs> what was the Hawaii? Um, a Magnum PI, the Magnum PI, the guy that that flew that that same type of helicopter. He owned one of those, mm -hmm. and so he flew that, and he loved flying it because it was maneuverable and all that. But he said that Blackhawk just put that thing to shame. He said it was amazing what they could do with that thing. So kind of interesting. You know, the Blackhawk apparently is impressing people all over the place. So interesting. So so you so you so you go to Army National Guard, you're you learn how to fly a, a Blackhawk. Sounds like you enjoyed it. Um, and so so you ended up, you had told me that you had uh, worked on going to war college for a while right? Uh, I, I put years? in uh, applications a couple of years in a row. Okay. Um, uh, but I had not had battalion command at that time. So I was not very competitive to, to gotcha. get selected. And mm -hmm. uh, I went on a second deployment with the Army National Guard back in 2021, went over to Kuwait, Iraq and Syria in support of uh, inherent resolve. I was just supposed to be a liaison officer between our brigade and the joint task force. But uh some personnel changes had to be made, and I became the brigade operations officer. Wow. And uh, that led to an opportunity to get selected for command. And then after I was selected for command, um, I was picked up for war college on the third time. That's awesome, man. And this is your this is what you told me you preferred, which was war college full time. Like you literally get to do this full time uh, in Alabama. Uh, so that sounds that sounds like a really cool opportunity, man. I'm excited yep. for you. A great school. So you, so you guys ended up buying a place and you're you've relocated to an extent, right? And then you're gonna be able to join them permanently, full time. Um, it sounds like in a few months. Uh it, at the end of the school year, yes, right. which is next summer. Gotcha. You know? 
And it depends on what, what we decide to do as a family. And we yeah. may not stay in, in Tampa after that. But uh, my wife needed to be in Tampa, needed to be a place where there were employment opportunities for her. And there, that's not here in Montgomery where I am. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, um, so, um, so let me ask you this. Looking back, making the decision to go into the Marine Corps, I know that you thoroughly enjoyed your time from what you've told me being in the Marine Corps. That was a decision that was that was a it was a big decision, right? Because it that was a number of years to to make that to make that shift. I mean, obviously, like you said, you know, you went to school and they paid for it and that kind of thing. That was a that was a real benefit. And you got to fly helicopters, which I know you dearly love. Um, so your time in the Marine Corps, it sounds like, was a really good decision. Like it was it was the right decision for you at the right time. Absolutely. Now, if you'd have told me back then when, uh, well, one, I, I didn't join the Marine Corps to become a pilot. I kind of fell into that through a unique set of circumstances. But to even when I became a pilot, if you'd have told me, hey, you're going to stay around and do this for 20 years, I'd say, eh, that's not likely. I'm going to do my service and get out. Yeah. So is it something where you just kind of fell in love with it? I, I think so, yes. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. So the So the Army National Guard was the next opportunity, sort of the next logical step for you, right? That so, was my opportunity to stay in Southern California, keep my family together, and keep my military service going. I, I was going to have to give up one of those things if I stayed in the Marine Corps for sure. I got you. And since you've been in there, you you said you've deployed a couple of times, that kind of thing? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. The deploying was never a problem. A permanent change of station was the problem because of my wife's career. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so it's, so when we look back on the decisions you've made, it sounds like you're very happy with the decisions that you've made and the outcome that's, that's come from that. If you had advice that you would give somebody who's thinking about going into the Marine Corps, thinking about potentially going into college, thinking about becoming an officer, that kind of thing, is there any advice you would give a young person that's that's in, in the process of trying to make that decision? I would definitely recommend anyone who's considering being an officer in the military, do an ROTC scholarship, get the military to educate you, pay for your school, and to give you job training afterwards. You're going to be very hireable in the civilian world, almost no matter what you do in the military. Now, right. in terms of being a Marine, you've got to want to be a Marine more than you want anything else, more than yeah. you want to be a pilot or a logistician or someone who manages money. That's got to be what you want to do because the Marine Corps is not going to guarantee you what your job is. They right. are going to guarantee you that you're going to be trained as an, you know, uh, effectively as an infantry officer before you get to do anything else. And if that's not your bag, you don't want to be in the Marine Corps. Right. I'm with you. Okay. So what would you get if somebody's considering joining the Army National Guard? Any advice you would give them? It, it would it would depend on what they wanted to do. If uh, they want, want to be a, a pilot, got a lot of advice for them. If they uh, want to be a provost marshal, uh, I don't know as much about that or how that works uh, right. part time. Well, let's know? talk about what you do know about. Let's, okay. let's say somebody's thinking about getting in the Army National Guard and they do want to be a pilot. Let's say they want to fly Blackhawks. What would you what advice would you give them? I'll give them you the same advice here that I give to everybody that I interview when they want to yeah. come into that is that uh, 
it is not like being in the guard or reserve for another job where you're looking at one weekend a month, two weeks every summer, occasional school, occasional deployment. It is almost like having two full-time jobs when you're I on a you. I so, um, there's a couple of careers that neatly align with that, that allow you to come in because you have to come in and fly more often. Yeah. You cannot learn this job one week in a month, two weeks, every summer, unless right. you came from active duty and are already a trained helicopter pilot, you can probably do that. But to, to get you the, the proficiency, you need to be good at flying these machines. You've got to come in a minimum of once a week on top of the drill periods and the annual training and thing like that. So if you don't have the right job, it's going to let you do that. The flexibility of schedule, it's, it's not going to work out for somebody. It's not right. going to either work out for the guard or it's not going to work out for the company you work for. So what I advise people to do is if you're interested in being a police officer, that tends to, to work because of flexibility of schedule or some other kind of government in, employee yeah. Yeah. or an airline pilot. Now, of course, nobody starts out as an airline pilot. You've got to learn how to be a pilot first. Right. But uh, back when I was a facility and battalion commander in California, I had several airline pilots that were also guard pilots, and they loved it. They loved the industry. Uh, being an airline pilot, it was no problem coming in and flying. Plus, yeah. you know, there are differences between military flying and civilian flying, but there's also a lot of overlap. So yeah. you stay sharp as a civilian pilot, you tend to stay sharp as a guard pilot. I've yeah. had other people that had, uh, you know, careers in, in management and engineering. And as they find that they were getting higher up the echelon in both organizations, they had to give one up. And for the you. most part, they gave up the guard. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for your time, and I can't thank you enough for telling us your story. I know there are people out there that are going to be inspired and motivated by hearing your story. I know they're going to connect with you. It's probably going to be some people that are that are that are Florida alums and you know Marines and people that are thinking about getting in the Army National Guard, that kind of thing, and people that want to fly, right? They're going to be inspired and motivated by hearing your story. And I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, listen, have a good day and tell tell Nichelle and everybody I said hi, okay? I will. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Right. See you. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton Experience. If you did, do us a favor. Smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program. And wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.